good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. <laughs> All right, welcome back to another the home episode of the podcast. Uh, I'll be the host of this here podcast. Great podcast in all the land. All the land. My name is Ted. Uh, down in the bottom square today, wearing a nice hat. I wish I had one. Actually, I did. Goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Ted, how many matching outfits do we have at this point? Uh, what's going on, everybody? We're deep in hoodie and dip season, which I'm pumped about. Turning the corner on the holidays, Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas. Obviously, I'm I'm busy uh, shoveling popcorn in the mine, but I'm ready to rock, boys. Let's do it. Yeah, try to think. We definitely have some of the same gear just for the SOD. Uh, all right, back there in the top left, getting the studio all set up. Recording when he's allowed to. Matt Palmer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted, thank you for giving me permission to record this. Hey, you know what? I'm happy to do it, bud. Takes a village. Uh, Matt, Dude, that made it sound sketchy. Oh, Jesus, Cobb, you're already fading. You might have to switch the phones. Go to guns. Go to right, guns. Switch. <laughs> uh, while he's switching, Matt, what is the current temperature down there in lovely uh, uh, Palm Springs? Uh, it's currently 83. Uh, I did see it should dip into the 70s uh, later this week. Um, so that's a bit of a concern, but yeah. Oh, no, it's 77 right now. My app updated. But it'll be like a high of 75 next, in the next couple of days or something, which is crazy because it's been above 90. We're rocking a Brist 39 currently Oof. in Seattle. And uh, it has been... Cobb, I think you, Cobb moved back or came back up like a week ago. This has been like one of the wettest Novembers on record, and it's only, what, the 16th as we're taping this. Oh, dude, I believe that, man. The wind has been crazy, too. So, you know, a lot of what we're doing, we're working outside, you know, moving ingredients in and out of our shop and whatnot. And this is the first time that we've had ingredients get ruined by the rain. And they're outside for like 10, 15 seconds going from our van to our shop or from a van to the shorts. You know, like that rain was torrential and the wind almost blew me off the freeway. Yeah. I mean, uh, public this year, like again, Sunday was just another drencher and wind. So I'm, I'm talking to Max who runs the league and I'm like, dude, in the three years I've been playing this, this is the worst session I've seen. He's like, dude, I've been the commissioner of this league for like 10 plus years. He's like, I've never seen it consistently be this bad every Sunday. Wow. Yeah. And Matt, it was so brutal. Like I, I can't even explain it. Everybody was just so wet. And like your clothes are so heavy. Like the sec, cause we played two games, the second game, the pace slowed down a lot. Oh, I believe that. How is the morale in the first game? It's good. I mean, okay. We got our we got the mayor back there in goal, which he had another two shutouts. The man is on fire. Wow. Uh, Let's go. And he's like, man, I love this weather. But like everybody else is okay. Well, listen, let's just cut to the chase. Here's the other problem is that the weather has scared off some people. So our team, we only had two subs, and then one girl hurt her leg in the first game. So we had one sub. Oh I mean, by the second half of the second game, we are 
we were just dying. Luckily, we got a nil-nil draw. But, like, we had a corner. I was playing defense. I can't help myself. I, like, snuck up there. And I'm looking at the other defender. I'm like, you don't mind if I sneak up. He's like, nah, just make sure you get back. I'm like, cool. Of course, it's a shitty corner. That ball is going up the other field. You can hear me just yell, like, shit. And just start chugging back. And then I was like, I was like, I know we only have one sub, but like, I've been playing this whole match, like sub, sub. <laughs> I'm going to fall out here on the, on, the, on the turf. Take me out, coach. <laughs> yeah, right? So I was just like, man, I mean, like, you know, Joe and I, we can enjoy a few beers and have fun. We still go to a bar afterwards, but I don't know how to explain it. it we weren't there that long. We watched the end of that terrible Seahawks game. And then Joe was like, we got to go. I was like, I know my underwear is still drenched. He didn't have like a dry shirt. He was like sitting there shivering. I was like, all right, all right, we got to go. In his goalie gear? Yeah, not only his goalie gear, my man was still wearing his shinnies. <laughs> Dude, you guys are living the Seattle public lifestyle. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. Dude, when we were sitting at the table, every, every once in a while, we just kick him in the shin. I'm like, I can't believe you're still wearing your shinnies inside. Here's the thing, though, man. You know, goalies are always weird cats. I mean, you got to think about the kind of guy who wants to play a different game than all of his friends are playing. A game where he can either only lose or draw by either getting goals against him or, you know, staying even. Joe's playing that game. He's on a solo mission. And the thing is, He's five games in with without a goal against. So it's like, you know, if he's notching up clean sheets, he can do as, as much weird and bizarre behavior as he wants. It's kind of like it's only weird if it doesn't work, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it, it, <laughs> he, he does have four. The first game he played, there was a couple goals, but they weren't his fault. Uh, what else are you going to say? Yeah, I mean, the other funny thing is the power of the jello shot. So I had four random jello shots with me. The one girl on our team, like she, like, it's not like a major injury. It's just like a nagging one. So at ha at, in between the games, I go, do you want something for the pain? She's like, oh, yeah, do you have like Advil? I was like, no, but I have jello shots. She was like, yeah, screw it. I'll take a jello shot. And then she ended up playing some of the second game. So I was like, you know, maybe, maybe the jello shots out there helping people. I don't know. Dr. Ted. <laughs> Got what you need. That, and I think I threw her off, too, is it was, like, something with her ankle. And I was like, maybe you should spat him. She's like, spat him? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, Like, when you tape up over the cleat and then over the ankle and go back over, you know, spat your cleats. And she's like, all right, I thought you were talking about literally spitting on my ankle. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I, I, Cobb, do you remember that term? Like, is that yeah, of course. Called? Yeah, the big difference is, yeah, so I – um. So I, I kicked in high school. I was the like kicker and punter, not a very good one. But uh, and so the thing with spats is people usually use those for football because ankle flexibility isn't that important. But for soccer, you really have to do your ankles a different way because you need to mostly be able to turn that. Sometimes if people have like really injured ankles, they'll freeze it up like that with a with a spat and then turn their whole hip to pass or something. But yeah, tough, tough tape job for that for that sport but yeah i know what you're talking about i'm surprised she didn't yeah i was like i yeah, i thought that was a term but i'm like all right if you've never heard it then yes spat your ankles does sound kind of weird <laughs> yeah yeah at that point you're pretty much in terms of like a shot on the goal you're pretty much limited to the toe punch <laughs> i also for the record 
like I tried to get in. I was like, hey, listen, guys, like I just I get fired up. So I just run over and take the corners. But somebody else like, please take them. I want to try to score a goal. So I only took one corner this week and I still haven't played enough where I know like I like I just booted the shit out of this thing. So it got nice arc, but it literally went over like the goal and then bounced in. So it was like, that was a good, and I was like, that's not what I was trying to do. I was trying to get it in the air right in front of the goal, but I'll take it. Wait, you scored on a corner? No, no, no. It was just funny. It like literally like it hugged the line and when, and everybody's kind of watched it like roll out of bounds, but it, it never rolled out. It was, it just bounced and stayed right on the line. So it's like, come on, play it, play it. Dang. Yeah. Cause like I said, sometimes I still, when I shoot, I tow it, which is, you know, I know you're not supposed to do but. I can get like power behind it. But if you ask me to describe what I'm doing, I'm like, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, dude, the, you know, the toe punch, it's discouraged in youth soccer, but it actually has its place, I would say. It's like kind of like the knuckle puck of soccer. And so in indoor, it works really well because you can just get off a shot quick and it's kind of got some crazy motion on it. But I, I'm a fan of the toe punch. I don't think you should take it out of your, your quiver, especially if it's working for you. No, exactly. That's why I talked to other buddy Brett. He, I go, I don't know what I'm doing. He goes, Ah, you scored a goal doing it, so I would say keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that sounds pretty accurate. Wait, so how how thin is your squad? How many people are on the field, and how many people do you guys have on the team? Okay, so it's seven v seven, right? A keeper and then six field players. But like, you're supposed to have. We usually the teams are like twelve players, but we have three people that have never showed up, and then with the rain, we keep people just don't post. So we only had two subs for both games. And then the first game, we only had one sub. Wow. I was thinking about coming to watch on Sunday, and now I'm feeling like I should just bring my kit. Jesus. I know, dude. Well, that's the thing. Usually, like, you sub in and out, right? And it's like like only one person has to do a double shift. Like, I, I your boy was hurting Sunday and Monday. Because, like, the whole game, I'm running, like, the full, the full match. And, like, a moron. I was the captain, so I piped up and was like, all right, all right, fine. I'll play center mid. Like, let's just. What? Dude. <laughs> wow. So, your, your boy was hurting. Like, <laughs> yes, I mean, yesterday, walking downstairs, like, my one, my one heel was so sore. I was just like, this, this is bad. Everybody's like, are you hung over? I'm like, no, I am physically tired and, like, beat up. Yeah, I even said it when you like hopped on the Zoom call for the podcast. <laughs> Damn, t- Captain Smith just putting the team on his back, taking him to the playoffs. I love it. Well, it's weird because it's like being the captain, it's not that hard, right? You go out for the coin toss, decide which side you're going to protect. Do you want to kick off? And then the main thing is you just got to count every time there's a sub and make sure you don't have too many guys on the field. But like a lot of people in this league just never played sports or I don't know. But they always seem scared to do it. I'm just like, all right, f- it. I'll, like, I don't care. I'll do it. And then it's like, what did we get a chance? Like, I was like, oh, we'd rather be at brunch. Rather be at brunch on three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> this, week, this week, I'm going to try to get him to do a two count. Uh, you know, you're, like, I'm just, it's a simple football one. But that's what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to be hard on three, work on six. We got it? Hard on three, work on six. One, two, three. <laughs> Four, five, six. Work. <laughs> Ted, that, that's what I love about you. How old are you? 40, 39? 40. 40. Yeah. 40-year-old man laying in his apartment just dreaming up the chant for his weekend's pub league team. He's like, let's get this. 
Like that's dude. If that's not like the essence of Ted Smith, I don't know what it is. Like still a competitor. God, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I told you, Joe and I are very Seattle. We go to the same pub. We get beers and buffalo cauliflower. Like just send it. Soccer <laughs> guys are in here. You know what we're doing? Are you serious? Like, you get buffalo cauliflower, dude. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm back out now. I don't want to sub for this team. I'm a meat man, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. God, that is Seattle. like if you go and get like a, a, a what's it called, like an IPA, a cup of coffee, and some cauliflower wings. <laughs> Jesus, that's what we do. Get a couple IPAs, get those cauliflower <laughs> wings. Let's get it going. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's rad what like, uh i don't think oh, there are any i don't think they're any healthier because they're still fried i just sometimes i'm just like i don't know i don't feel like eating and i love chicken wings i'm like let's just get the cauliflower texture is easy you can just dunk them in dude i can hear your friends from back home right now you've gone soft ted yeah yeah i'll, I'll say it for them because they can't say it for themselves but wait uh do you guys uh, i don't want to like you know dox the pub is it a pub near your current house no Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, Sunday is the semifinal, then the final. Luckily, we qualified for the playoffs. So, you know, we this got week, that. we're already there, huh? We are. Now, the secret is, is that there's only four teams in our division, so everybody gets into the playoffs. <laughs> Ted Smith putting the team on his back. Wait, so if you guys win on Sunday, then you're in the championship? Zach, yeah. If we win the first game, we're in the championship. And then, and, and I've never actually raised the cup in, in public. It's like a couple of people on our team have won it before as they switch up the teams every year. But I just, I really want to go to the end of the season party and, and drink a beer out of the championship cup. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I know. I talk about the Stanley Cup all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. There's very few like trophies as adults that you get to be a part of. And yeah, that'd be awesome to win the public. Yeah. And trust me, I wouldn't shut up about it till spring session starts and I'd still be talking. Shit. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about the, uh, the world poker series bracelets or whatever world series of poker bracelets. And, like that's one of the few adult awards, you know, that's like pretty prestigious and cool to have. It's like, there's just, it's not that many out there. Yeah, and it just, I mean, like, we have a friend that has one from one of the games. And, like, I, people are like, is he really that good? I'm like, he's a professional poker player, and he has a bracelet. He didn't win the World Series of Poker, but he won one of the events. Yeah, he, yeah, he's won a lot of big events. <laughs> like, yeah, he's that good. <laughs> yes, you cannot beat him. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to remind people, and I get it, I love sports. But sports are supposed to be fun. Did you guys uh, happen to see what happened last Friday night with Mexico and the USA? No. no. So we're playing Mexico in a World Cup qualifier, and Mexico's goaltender or goalkeeper earlier in the week had said, Mexico is the mirror that the United States wants to be. Like, we always qualify for World Cups. Like, we win. We're this and that. Now, I'm not completely disagreeing with them. Mexico's soccer, El Tre is a better program. Has been. But when, Pulis- when Christian Pulisic scored, he pulled up his jersey and he had it on his shirt underneath was written, man in the mirror. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Whoa. Like, give it to him. But then people were like, 
oh, Mexico's right. Like, they are better. I'm like, right. But it's also sports, guys. Like, they were talking shit. We talk shit back. Like, like, don't forget, like, we're having fun, too. And none of us play on the national team. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I feel like you and I were talking about this in relation to, like, when they banned – um I know it's banned in college, but I can't remember if they also banned in the NFL, like, touchdown de- – touchdown? Jesus, touchdown? Touchdown dances in the end zone. Like, when that got banned, I was like, dude, those were, like, a fun, like – you know, there's also, like, the rivalry in the fight. I feel like they're, like, kind of sucking the – the the – I don't know the the almost the like brotherhood out of it, you know. Like you're talking s, but you're also like making a connection in a weird way, you know. Like Cinco had like some crazy touchdown dances, and like everybody heard about those. Like we can all appreciate it on some level. Like it didn't enrage anyone to like go on a school shooting or whatever, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, college. Well, in college football, you can never celebrate in the end zone. Like that's so that's so but that was always kind of the thing when you were growing up. It's like if you're a professional and you score a touchdown, then you can celebrate because they're pros. That's why in college I mean, so can you do it now or no? No, 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 not in college. You'll you'll get a penalty. That's why college is no, always no, but in the NFL you can't. Yeah, they got rid of it and then they brought it back because everybody was like, dude, like let them have fun. Like let them have a group celebration. But then this year they have the taunting rule, which they keep calling, and it's like, dude. They're professional football players. Like, let them talk. So, and, and there's a level of taunting, which isn't a defined line, but you know it when you see somebody cross it. It's like, right, who cares? Like, you make a big sack, talk some mess. You make a good grab or you lay somebody out, let them know. Yeah, dude. And like you said, one, sports are supposed to be fun. And two, no, one, no fans want to hear this. But at the end of the day, this is an entertainment product. And like the whole yeah. point is you want emotion in it. You want people to like love their team, to hate the other team. Like that's what's fun. That's what like I watched way more Seahawks games when the Rams were still in St. Louis because I hated the Rams. And I was so happy to see them lose their team. But like, you know, it, you need the other side. Like you can't play tennis by yourself. You need the other side. And I think, you know, razzing the other team and stuff is makes it more fun, man. I'm with you. I think they should be allowed to do it in college. And most importantly, I think – the national team should be able to do it. And I think you should be able to do it in your pub league this weekend, Ted. <laughs> oh, trust me. If we win a championship, I'm def- I'll take that yellow card. Jersey's coming off. Well, Dude, put man in the mirror on your chest. I dare you. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. I was just thinking, you know, you're the captain of that team. So I, I know they've treated a lot of games like championship opportunities already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Every week. Look, I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, the mayor has been a spark back there. Our form has been much better since he's been there. Now, it helps that it's the end of the session, so you get better. But also, I was like, I was sitting there. I was like, Joe, I'm not trying to gash you up, man. But we've been looking a lot better since you've been anchoring back there. I mean, it's the most important position in the sport, right? Tough to lose when nobody scores on you. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, we won one nil and then a nil nil draw. Like that's all the key. And Joe had one. He had a couple saves, but he had one really good save. And then the ref said the dude was off sides. And, and I know the dude, Paul, and he's like, no, man, Ted had me on, which Paul, if you're listening, I did. But also the sportsman in me, I wasn't going to admit that to the ref. So I just walked away. <laughs> 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 
Oh, dude, Ted, that photo you sent me, you were right. We talked about this on the podcast. Those socks you're rocking are loud. Those things are noisy. For people who don't, if you've never seen the Maryland flag, he's got that thing wrapped around both shins and calves. I mean, it's like, it's red, it's yellow, white. Like, those things make a lot of noise. Yeah. Well, raise high the black and gold. (laughs) Black, (laughs) gold, red, and white. That's what my socks are. Dude, yeah, what I'm saying is you're setting a tone out there. Like, you've gone from, I'm going to dip my toe into this pub league to I am team captain, center mid, rocking loud socks. I mean, next up, are, are you going to have a mullet? <laughs> if I could grow one, I'd have one. It's funny. One of the keepers from the other team, I can hear her uh, yelling sometimes. She's like, keep an eye on Baltimore. Keep an eye on Baltimore as I'm trying to, like, get through traffic. <laughs> and you're like, DC, bitch. Right after the game, I go, technically I'm from College Park, not Baltimore. And she's like, well, that's the only city I know in Maryland. I, I know, I know. I, I, you're the only one that probably gets the sign. Most people just think I'm out there just like, like wilding out in these socks. Blue Crab 22. Blue Crab 22. Is that hot? I will also say, though, you can tell from that picture, like, as miserable as it is, I can't say this to enough people, like, playing even low-level competitive sports as an adult, it's just fun. And you can see Joe and I smiling. Like, every time we're, we get out there, we're like, this is great. Yeah, dude, and not to go all scientific on you, but yeah, it's the whole idea of youth stress, like positive stress. You know, it's it's physically and mentally challenging, but it also feels good, you know, to be in a competitive environment. I mean, I think at our core, you know, we are competitors on some level and and athletes as as humans. And so, yeah, of course, it's so rewarding and it feels awesome. I mean, the only tough part is getting out of your car into the cold originally. Oh, yeah. Or like, sitting on the ground to like do some stretches like all right well my butt's wet now that and and halftime or like in between the two games just like usually you want like a little longer break to like drink more water it's like just can blow that whistle i gotta warm back up let's get it going (laughs) dude see that's what i'm saying ted you're getting more and more alpha on that team the socks the C on the jersey as captain the center mid position and now you're telling the refs what to do you're like let's go come on zebras I will say I wasn't too confident. The one ref, he's like, "All right, Captain, what would you like to be known as today?" And I go, "Uh, Ted." And he goes, "Ted, I know your name. You can pick another. Like, you can be Captain America for all I care." I was like, "Yup, yup, my bad." (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm about business, like uh, Ted. (laughs) Did you give him another name? Were you like, "Oh, yeah." uh, did you come up with something? Or are you like, I got nothing, man. Let's go. Yeah. Right. I didn't. I was like, I don't know. The other girl's like, just call me Brandy. I was like, all right, it's just Ted and Brandy. Let's get it. Like, just call me Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I will say, though, good thing about Pub League is there is a level. I did kind of uh, just took a massive swipe at, at the ball on the ball on somebody's feet. And I was like, you got the ball. But remember, it's Pub League. Easy with that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just came through like swinging, just like, get this shit out of here. <laughs> oh, damn. See, that's what I'm saying. Ted's getting chippy. <laughs> well, I'll be happy if you actually come on Sunday so you can see the level I'm playing at. Because when I tell these stories, they sound better. Like, I always have to remind people, like, I'm still terrible at this sport. And it's an instructional <laughs> league, but it's fun to BS. <laughs> Dude, as long as you're having fun, man, it sounds like you're thriving out there on Sundays. I like to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, right. I feel like... Go ahead. Sorry, I was just thinking about the meme of like 
Ted's pub league, like how Matt views it, how Cobb views it, how's the how the listeners view it, and then like how it actually is on Sundays. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, I'm doing this thing like that century link under the lights. Sorry. Well, Matt, it's even worse too, is like when I'm playing. Like, I'm like, like, if I take like three dribbles, like in my head, it's like, oh, we are moving so fast. But I bet if I watched it on film, it'd be like, that guy is so slow. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're totally right. Cause I'm like picturing this, like at, um, like at the clink under the lights, like stands at least 50% full, you know, like a week Sounders game. <laughs> Like a Sounders exhibition. I'm, I'm not crazy. I was thinking more like the big green, that, that Disney movie from the 90s. But like, uh-huh. it's still a movie. It's still a movie type atmosphere. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is more like adults playing at a middle school. <laughs> I know, because Rowan, I was texting Rowan. He was like, maybe I'll come by. And I'm like, just so you know, this is the level we're playing at. Don't expect anything crazy. Dude, I might pay my body. We'll see. <laughs> uh, all right. Also, I wanted to mention uh, we'll be off next week. The Sounders have a uh, home match, and Franklin and mom's getting into town, so I'm going to hang out with her. Uh, but Turkey Day is coming up. I mean, we go through this every year. Turkey, stuffing, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes. What's number one on your guys' list? Like, what, what are you let me, not number? What are you looking forward to eating the most? Matt, go for it. Um, well, I'm not exactly sure. I would say I've we've talked about this before, and I feel like every year I'm like, I think I'm a stuffing guy now, and I, it's like I've been a stuffing guy for like six years. I gotta stop sounding surprised every time, like. <laughs> yeah, you're goddamn right. I'm a stuffing guy. I can't wait. You just got to add some salt and pepper. But like stuffing is the, the highlight for me now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I can see I can see Ted nodding in approval, too. The thing is, I love I love turkey. I love mashed potatoes, but you can get those a lot of different times a year. But there is not a single other meal that I eat stuffing. Now, maybe that's on me and I should change that. But I don't really know how to cook anything. So I'm kind of beholden to other people. I definitely look forward to stuffing with like a little bit of gravy on it. And like just that one bite that kind of has everything in it, you know, that, and then also fresh pumpkin pie. Yeah. And Matt, I'm with you. The stuffing's so good as you're right. And, and Cobb, just echoing what you guys said, like you'll get mashed potatoes with a steak or something, but it's very rare to have stuffing. And also like, I'm a big fan of the gravy. Like I just don't get a lot of gravy involved in my life, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Dude, the question I want to ask is like, how the heck are they making those mashed potatoes at um, at steakhouses? Because I feel like it's just so creamy and good. You know what I mean? Like, you can never replicate that. I mean, generally, I'm thinking at a steakhouse, you're just talking about, like, a heavy whipping cream and a large amount of butter. Dude, that feels about right. Um, Ted, actually, this is kind of an, an aside, but the, uh, the guy we just hired for our night guy for, like, pop, popping popcorn all night, former head chef at the four seasons for seven years. We're moving up, baby. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, we could, uh, like if we, if you guys have any exotic, like gourmet food questions, I got the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt, are you coming back up for Christmas? Are you staying down there? No, I'll be, I'll be down here for 
both holidays. Uh, my parents are coming down this weekend and they're actually going to L.A. for Thanksgiving. And like, I think the night before, but yeah, they're putting me to work. And, you know, this is a this is a resort town. Like all all my clients are here on vacation for the holidays. So, you know, I'm already scheduled like every day of the week. And I'd assume that'll be off on Thanksgiving and Christmas. But I got to stay local. All right. All right. That's fair. Money yeah, never well, sleeps, Ted. Remember service that. Service industry, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's take a break here, and then uh, we'll come back, read some emails, see what's matting in, and get into that cop topic. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, as always, to our sponsors. I hope, uh, hope somebody's using that product or information or whatever it is they just advertised. So, with that said, uh, let's let's get into some emails. <laughs> I'm going to Harvard, baby. <laughs> I'm going to Harvard, right? <laughs> but I'm taking this vibrator. <laughs> oh man! Uh, if I had a dollar for every person this podcast is sent to Harvard, I'd be a rich man, boys. Um, <laughs> hey guys, uh, first off, y'all are wrong about good and plenty. Just wanted to put that out there. Oh, we were talking about food, I think. What did did we talk about how disgusting good plenty is on this? You podcast? guys did. It was during oh, Halloween did. candy. I didn't chime in because well, I don't feel too strongly about them, but I like them. Well, good and plenty <laughs> trash, Matt. Yeah, it's a terrible the trash. It's a terrible name 50% of the time. It's wrong <laughs> because they're not good. The other 50% of the time, there's plenty of them because people don't want to eat it. <laughs> well my friend ted is trying to say is they're literally trash it's <laughs> kidding all right let's hear this guy. uh for the cob topic uh pronounced sale in stanwood uh, is the best food i've had in the last month their jerk chicken sliders are amazing so are their zombie tots a plate full of tots chili mac and cheese and bacon honestly everything i've eaten there is fabulous thanks for everything you guys do nolan in marysville Hell and yeah. it is not the all Nolan right. that we all know in Stanwood either, boys. <laughs> okay. You know, for a second, he's talking about a restaurant in Stanwood. I was like, is this from, is this from freaking Taryn? <laughs> Dude, I've actually never heard of it. We've been through Stanwood a lot. Ted, have you heard of this place? Sale? S-A-A-L? No, but the problem is I go up to Stanwood a lot, but I'm rarely actually in like the city limits or right. like the city part of Stanwood. Right. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like if I'm up there, if I go anywhere, I usually go to the Buzz Inn in uh, Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wait, is uh, the Buzz Inn is not a bikini brace stand, is it? No, no, no. It's a restaurant chain. Oh, God, dude. So I think we talked on this podcast about um, when I accidentally, like on my scooter, went into, um, uh, I think it's called the Beehive in Bothell. It's like, one, you know, it's like the... Um, Shoot, for people not from the Northwest, we have like bikini barista stands, but they're not in bikinis. It's like a small stand that you pull up to and they're in like, you know, very, very skimpy lingerie. So I pulled into one of those stands, didn't realize, like turned, there's like, you know, a 17 year old girl in a G string and I just panicked and just drove off. Well, dude, I ended up on this thread and apparently that uh, happens to people all the time. 18. <laughs> Ted, if she was 18 with a wink and a nudge, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding, but um, yeah, not helping. That's, yeah. Um, 
I, no, I mean, I'm not out there checking IDs, but oh, dude, Jesus, that just reminded me of that that crazy case where they gathered like 107 pieces of evidence or whatever going through that other stand in uh, uh, a city north of Seattle. But anyway, so there was this thread and it was like hundreds of people have had the same interaction as I have, like where they pull in and don't realize what it is. They used to have one in the city across from uh, the Space Needle, but it never it never lasted. And then in my neighborhood, they tried to have a bikini stand, except it was just shirtless, like ripped dudes. Yeah, I know that guy. Um, that was in the at one point they had two of them on Capitol Hill. One was going to be in the parking lot of the old hookah lounge we used to rob there. Um, and then there was the one on Broadway, right? This is the other one you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of it, right? If you're in a predominantly gay neighborhood, like, why not have hunks in there? <laughs> I like for I went from shirtless dudes to their hunks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, you just got to use the the terms, right? It's like one time I used uh, college hunks who haul junk, right? And then like. <laughs> It was just like it was just like a dude and a woman, and I was like, "Hey, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, you guys aren't in college. You're not even hunks." They were like, "It's just the name of the company." Like, <laughs> I'm trying to hire some hunks. Right. <laughs> How many credits do you have? You look like you're my age, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's taking night classes. Don't worry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man yeah yeah there was that one other one in the city i've always felt like okay there's one other one by uh the the honey hole or barely legal something like that up like on aurora and i've always felt like the bikini barista stand was sort of like the farm league for strip clubs is that accurate in your experience yeah remember for years on this cast we had a theory like you start in a bikini stand you hit the pole and then you go to nursing school <laughs> dude i love you ted all right um, um okay uh thanks for everything you guys do nolan and marysville let's look at the next one all right the title is <laughs> essential ted um oh whoa this person is pissed dude this might whoa. be the this might wait let me i sorry i need a second to see if this is real before i read it <laughs> i like that cop thought i was like no, man, I'm getting, like, food and beer. It's not going to bikini barista stands in Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of those closer to Seattle than Arlington. Wow, yeah. Ted, I think we've gotten our first uh, our first uh, hate mail. Up to you guys if I read it. It's kind of funny, but the dude is definitely upset. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he's serious, but... Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, you lost a fan calling Aaron Rodgers Karen. You guys are chumps, dude. I first of all, I didn't even know what the story was when I said that, but whatever. Uh, what happened to freedom? If a man doesn't want a vaccine, that doesn't do s. Uh, then he doesn't need it. I've listened to y'all for years, doing Ted Weed, been to many live days. But after today, you can all go f yourselves. You guys have fallen to propaganda, and I will not support it. No more popcorn from Pike Place. No more live days me off you baby back uh bees <laughs> well if you had listened to the podcast right Cobb called him karen i also like throw rogers or throw rogan <laughs> throw rogan <laughs> uh we didn't look 
we did, I didn't sit here and talk about I like I said, if you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. What I, what annoyed me was that he kind of lied to everybody and then went on the defense talking about the woke mobs coming to get him, this and that. Like nobody had said anything. Like that's what I said. The dude, uh, what's the the guy up in Buffalo? Cole Beasley was like, I'm not getting it. Like, okay, cool. Like Aaron Rodgers made it a bigger deal than it had to have been. And just because you don't like my podcast doesn't mean you have to hate KSW as a whole. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, you actually literally did say that. You're right. I mean, the Karen Rogers thing, that's all I had even heard of it. I think that's, I still think that's hilarious. But yeah, I think this person is really sensitive about it. Because I remember you saying that thing about like, hey, if you don't want to get it, fine. But just don't mislead us and lie to us, you know? Which I think is the issue most people had with it. Um, you know, obviously, was- like some people had issues with the vaccine thing. But man, Ted, I mean, the thing is, you know, this guy's giving you weed. Okay. <laughs> I know. That's why I was just like. Is Ted running background like- checks on every person that gives him weed? Like you're checking IDs at Bikini Barista stands, Cobb? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that just seems like a really random, random thing to mention. I don't know. I'm just, I'm surprised that this person's so upset. I feel like our comments were like fairly neutral, but whatever. But that's not the way things work now. If you if you hear something you don't like, you got to be pissed off and not even. And that's what I'm saying. Like, did you even listen to what we said? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, all right, if you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get it. But also, just be a grown up and don't be a goddamn victim. I mean, I was talking about this last week. I don't care if it's the the left and the right calls them snowflakes or Aaron Rodgers in this case came out like a victim right away. And it's like everybody's not a victim all the time. Everybody's all defensive. Like it's just it's annoying as hell. And like. Like, dude, like, I have friends that aren't vaccinated. I talk to them still and hang out with them. Like, I don't hang out with them, but, like, you can talk to people and have conversations. But I don't know. I, look, I, I don't want to lose any listeners, but that guy heard us talking about and made a joke about Karen Rogers and that upset about it. Like, okay. Like, I can't – I'm not going to change your mind or get you to listen. Dude, yeah, I would say I mostly agree with that. The bigger issue, in my opinion, is that, you know, that people aren't allowed to – hold different views uh like you know he's upset because it sounds like probably we have a different view on that particular issue than he does and it's like dude it's okay to disagree and still like each other i mean i have conservative friends i have liberal friends and you know we talk about different things and like there's just some stuff we don't agree on i think that's part of being an adult and i always think it's more valuable to have friends that don't agree with me than to have friends that agree with me. Because if they agree, you're just in an echo chamber all saying the same thing and you're not learning anything new. But, you know, when I fly out to visit my friend in Indiana, he's talking to me about uh, gun rights and things that the left maybe was doing that I didn't know about, et cetera, et cetera. And some of it, of course, is, you know, AM radio propaganda. And some of it's probably legitimate that didn't get through my filter. And then vice versa, you know, when I'm in Seattle, and I'm, you know, smoking weed with one of my hippie friends, like you hear a totally different story. And I think you can learn something from each, but to not be able to hold ideas that are opposed to yours in your head and think about them, I think is, you know, really kind of a sign of weakness. I mean, I think you need to be able to deeply consider the other side and also consider the fact that maybe you're wrong and it could. And I feel like, you know, we are a wealth of information, but I do think we do at least a decent job on this podcast of talking through uh, both sides, maybe not on this particular issue, but in general. So that would be my thinking is just like, you know, you got to be open to the possibility that you don't know everything. Yeah. <clears throat> it's also amazing that like people don't like athletes to talk about anything political. 
But then if they agree with them, they want to talk about it. I'm like, you know what? I don't give a shit what Aaron Rodgers says. I don't give a shit what LeBron says. I think they both have the right to say whatever they want and talk about political stuff. But like, at the end of the day, they're athletes. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Agreed. All right, let's check in, uh, see what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out what's mattening. I'd like to start what's mattening by saying that I am a free thinker. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I'm a critical thinker, right? So I guess I'm the moron because I don't agree with you. <laughs> oh, we're just having fun. Everybody relax. Uh, yeah, so uh, I actually wrote down two. Th- I ate dinner before this. I'm not hungry. And both my what's and things that I wrote down when I came here and I was scrambling, and I was like, oh, what happened? Both of them are about food. Um, All right. Number one. I still get articles from Seattle um, on my phone from Google. And I got to say, we were some of the earliest public Lil Woody's proponents. Yeah, Go check Woody. the tapes. Yeah. They're Dude, yeah, Seattle, you especially. with Climate Pledge, Safeco all over. Like, they've, yeah. What are you saying, Cobb? Their ascent has been amazing over the past however many years, but I remember talking about them way back in the day. Yeah, no, I was saying like you specifically were an early proponent. I mean, I remember like when they first came out and you were all about them. Then you were all about when they had that donut burger. That was years ago. It's on record. Uh. (laughs) Hey, I do the same thing with seltzer waters. People are like, oh, like, oh, you like White Claws now? Like I was on that when as soon as they started coming out, I was like, I'm about this. Yeah. Just wait till ranch water hits Seattle. I'm telling you, it's probably coming by next summer. It'll take over like a phenom. Promise you. <laughs> so Sorry. I haven't heard of that one. Is it, does it have alcohol in it? Exactly. You will. You will. They just got bought by Diageo. It's like this little Texas brand. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's like alcoholic seltzer water. Oh, Sorry. Okay. That was a weird transition, but I just, I wanted to get it in there because I know that, you know, 10 months from now, it's going to be popular. I want to be able to rub it in our listeners' faces just like you guys. Right? <laughs> uh, you were the first one that introduced me to Topo Chico, for the record, if we're talking seltzers and trendsetters. Uh, there we go. Take it. So, uh, yeah, the other thing I wrote down, and Ted just kind of talks in, ties into what we were talking about on the break, but uh, so we, it's been a crazy time down here in the desert. First of all, just like doing everything, but it's been awesome. And uh, went back down to the main strip of downtown Palm Springs. Like it's crazy because there's a lot going on. It's very big, but it's also kind of a small town. Like, and so we just like going down to downtown. It's not a huge downtown. It's like one one street you can walk up and down, and then the other street's not as busy, but there's some stuff and. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cool like mom and pop, you know, small businesses and restaurants and stuff. So and there's also a 420 lounge where you can smoke inside. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's pretty solid. 
And they have PBR high seltzers for the record. No, non-alcoholic PBR seltzers with 10 milligrams of THC. So you That's go in, up. you have one of those, you get a pre-roll, you smoke that there. Maybe you grab some weed for later for when you go home. But a lot of times we'll go back in there on the way back anyway. So if you need some, you can grab it on the way out. Um, but we go in there. We do our usual thing. Yeah. Two PBRs and a pre-roll. And, you know, we enjoy it. And then we went to this place called the Central. Um, are you guys familiar with Croke Madame's? Yeah. Um, like a classy sandwich. Dude. I've ordered them a couple times. I, I, I don't know their backstory. I've, this is probably my fourth one in my life, but it's like one of the top four sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Like this is, it's like what ham and Swiss inside. And then they do something to it. There is an egg on it. It had all this like melted cheese sauce everywhere. Um, so I, I had one of the best sandwiches of my life. Um, down it's called the central central something i don't know but it's kind of right on palm canyon drive uh cob but i would assume croque madame is french yep yeah uh anyways ted if you come down here i that might be like it's it's phenomenal it's one of my favorite things on that stretch and if you're feeling like a croque madame yeah, right. Because there's like there's like a fried egg or a poached egg on top, and there's like cream and stuff. Like I've only had it like once or twice in my life, but it's delicious. Yeah, I, I haven't seen them on a ton of menus, right? But yeah, you would if you put it on there. You know, do it justice. And I thought I'd had good croque madams before, but this thing was next level. So, um, yeah, I would say that was the first thing that popped in my mind. Of like, what happened this past week? The croak madame happened. Goodness gracious. That was like next level. So shout out to the central Palm Canyon Drive, downtown Palm Springs. If you ever visit down here, you know, that's that's the spot. Um, 10 out of 10. All right. Well, now I got a new place to go. Yeah. Uh, I should mention, if you're listening to this today, tomorrow is live day. There are still a couple few tickets available. I know one person that's not going because they emailed us. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> get a ticket that'll be fun get a ticket for the afternoon show we're doing a big dummy live meat potatoes live uh tv time live. you know everything's gonna be live it'll be it'll be fun and it's always a good time and then you know I, i've been known to hang out for a little bit afterwards maybe have a brewski or two all right well matt i think it's about that time Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, boys. Well, not to not to beat it to death, but you know, I that since we got our first piece of official hate mail, um, I feel like on some level that means we've made it, which is cool. Um, and so uh, I was gonna say, you know, it got me thinking about. Um, so I work part of the time down at Pike Place Market. People always call it Pike's Place Market. It drives me crazy. So the Cobb topic this week. What can you say that can trigger an entire fan base? This could include anything like, you know, wrestling's not real, right? Stuff like that. So what can you say that will trigger an entire fan base? Feel free to email us, email, literally the word email at thepodcast.com. Well, I'll tell you for me, one that drives me insane, and it's so stupid. But I hate it when people say they're going up somewhere, and I'm like, ah, you're going south. 
And I never <laughs> find people, for whatever reason, it just drives me insane. Like, you can't, we're not, we're not going up to the coma. Dude, seriously, that triggers me too. I don't know why. It doesn't matter, but it is annoying. <laughs> uh, some, man, that's a loaded question. Something that could trigger an entire fan base. I well, know. here, I'll say one right now, and I mean this with all sincerity to Seahawks fans. Like, we are not good. The Hawks are not good. <laughs> and, like, I was talking to somebody today, and they're like, yeah, but with a, with a roster, with this much talent and this and that, we should be better. And I go, what? What talent? Where is the improvement on the offensive line? Who are these crazy running backs we have that are healthy? Like, the offensive scheme <laughs> sucks. You didn't do anything much to do with the offensive line. Like, it's also hard for people to just, like, and look, I'm still going to watch the Seahawks flag still up. I'm still going to watch every game. But also sometimes just like, yeah, they just – they're not good this year. It's going to be a long year. Ted, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but you know I love to be a conspiracy theorist. And my conspiracy is that when you officially switched over from being a Washington – well, so how do you talk about in the past? A former Washington Redskins, now Washington football team fan to the Seahawks. on the Washington you, football team. It's simple. Did, <laughs> did you bring the curse with you? No, because they won a Super Bowl. And I saw them kick ass in London. <laughs> when did you flip over? Because I feel like we only talked about it recently. I know it was years ago, though. Oh, no. I mean, I flipped over literally like, like right around the Super Bowl year. Because the two years before, they had beaten Washington in the playoffs. And then, like, the main thing was just, like, hanging out out here in the city. It was just so electric. And then dating a girl that was from out here. And we'd watch, you know, I'd... I'd trick her into watching the games and stuff and then like yeah so it was like the super bowl year and then like the next year and i felt that loss so dude yeah. i just wanted i wanted chris and q Terry to hear you say it well q Terry wouldn't care he's a he's a damn ravens fan anyhow i will make this for the thousandth time miles and thriller ravens fans i lived in baltimore yes for three years i did not grow up there I am not a Ravens fan. People on Twitter are always like, what's up with the Ravens? Or look at the Ravens. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's my buddy Alex that it pains the most that I'm not a Washington fan anymore. But it's all right. And all right. And one more thing. If there is a team I jinxed, it's Arsenal. <laughs> when I started cheering for Arsenal, I went, maybe they won't be good for a while so i'll have to actually earn this fandom but now it's been like i don't know like 10 or 10 years or something 12 years it's been a while and i'm like oh could we get back to top four that'd be nice <laughs> how about you matt anything to trigger an entire fan base um well yeah i mean <laughs> I would tell, I mean, there's exceptions to people. Like, I really respect our friend Nick, who does CrossFit at a very high level. But I don't think, because he's so high level, I don't think he'd be triggered by me saying, hey, CrossFit, kipping pull-ups aren't real pull-ups. Oh, 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 zero pull-ups. Wow. Take that ego-inflated number back down where it belongs at zero. Matt, I can do 96 pull-ups. Or depress them, sorry. Yeah. God. I do I do remember the first time I saw somebody say they could do like 100 pull-ups, and I was like, that seems so impossible. 
Like, I remember, I didn't say anything, but I remember, I know who it was. I'm not going to say. And I was like, thinking in my head, like, there's absolutely no way this person can do 100 pull-ups. No way. Like, am I insane? Like, dude, pull-ups are hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, Matt. That's that good. Is, that is pretty good. I mean, right. Like, I know a lot of CrossFit people that could do clean pull-ups, but you're right. Like, when you see it, I mean, is that the way they teach them? I, mean, I feel like when I see even, like, super in shape people, they're always kicking out. Yeah, I mean, that is apparently, I don't know that there's actual physiological benefits. I'm sure there's some jackasses that would claim there is. I'm just saying it's not superior to regular pull-ups um, from a mus- muscle development standpoint. Uh, but to me, the only reason that it is a thing worth doing is because you're competing in CrossFit where it's a requirement for the sport. But most people in CrossFit don't compete in CrossFit and therefore kipping pull-ups are completely worthless, especially if you're doing them instead of regular pull-ups, which are one of the best exercises ever. Wouldn't it help with the momentum? Yeah, it you makes know, like, it, like sometimes you'll see people like curling, yeah. like heavy weights, but they're like swinging them. And I'm like, does that really count as a curl? No, I tell people use your muscles, not momentum. And then if they don't get it after that, I start saying you're cheating. I stopped saying compensating because it sounds too nice. I'm like, no, you're cheating. Stop that. And, you know, get a little indignant. But yeah, it, it's stability, control. It's yeah. Uh, and it applies to pull-ups and curls the same way. Just like, what are we doing? Swaying all over the place. Like, Yeah, I know. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I always have like, I always have to remind myself with dumbbells, like, Let's take it down 10 pounds, fella, and actually flex the bicep when we're trying to do this. It's, it's a good idea. One thing that I've been doing in my new job is demonstrating what not to do to people and like the common flaws. And it's a ton of that. Yeah, that swaying through the midsection in the hips and just creating artificial momentum instead of just stabilizing awesome trunk muscles and using the ones you're targeting. So, yeah, a uh, little bit of insights in there, but. CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. I feel like that's a good time to mention our email is (laughs) email at the podcast. Next week. Stop talking. Our inbox is filling up. (laughs) Uh, Remember we're off next week. So everybody seriously have a great Thanksgiving and dude that's pissed at us. Hopefully you come back. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure Matt will echo this. Like, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Enjoy yourself. Don't don't overthink it. Eat some stuff and have a good time, man. And and it's a holiday, so get all that good food in you. Uh, I don't know. I think that's it. And then we'll be back first week of December. Hopefully, I will be back talking about drinking out of the championship cup. Let's go, Captain Ted. And also, hopefully, the Sounders are still playing. So for MCTV, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers.